Day 4 of the Novena to Our Lady With quotes from John Paul II's encyclical Redemptor Hominis We must consider once more the fundamental event in the economy of salvation namely the incarnation of the Word at the moment of the Annunciation It is significant that Mary recognizing in the words of the Divine Messenger the will of the Most High and submitting to his power, says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. The first moment of submission to the one mediation between God and men, the mediation of Jesus Christ, is the Virgin of Nazareth's acceptance of motherhood. Mary consents to God's choice in order to become, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the mother of the Son of God. It can be said that a consent to motherhood is above all a result of her total self-giving to God in virginity. Mary accepted her election as mother of the Son of God, guided by spousal love, the love which totally consecrates a human being to God. By virtue of this love, Mary wished to be always and in all things given to God, living in virginity. The words, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord, express the fact that from the outset she accepted and understood her own motherhood as a total gift of self, a gift of her person to the service of the saving plans of the Most High. And to the very end, she lived her entire maternal sharing in the life of Jesus Christ her Son, in a way that matched her vocation to virginity. Mary's motherhood, completely pervaded by her spousal attitude as the handmaid of the Lord, constitutes the first and fundamental dimension of that mediation which the Church confesses and proclaims in her regard, and continually commends to the hearts of the faithful, since the Church has great trust in her. For it must be recognized that before anyone else it was God himself, the Eternal Father, who entrusted himself to the Virgin of Nazareth, giving her his own Son in the mystery of the Incarnation. Her election to the supreme office and dignity of Mother of the Son of God refers on the ontological level to the very reality of the union of the two natures in the person of the Word, hypostatic union. This basic fact of being the mother of the Son of God is from the very beginning a complete openness to the person of Christ, to his whole work, to his whole mission. The words, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord, testify to Mary's openness of spirit. She perfectly unites in herself the love proper to virginity and the love characteristic of motherhood, which are joined and, as it were, fused together. For this reason, Mary became not only the nursing mother of the Son of Man, but also the associate of unique nobility, of the Messiah and Redeemer. She advanced in her pilgrimage of faith, and in this pilgrimage to the foot of the cross, there was simultaneously accomplished her maternal cooperation with the Saviour's whole mission through her actions and sufferings. Along the path of this collaboration with the work of her son, the Redeemer, 
Mary's motherhood itself underwent a singular transformation, becoming ever more imbued with burning charity towards all those to whom Christ's mission was directed. Through this burning charity, which sought to achieve, in union with Christ, the restoration of supernatural life to souls, Mary entered, in a way all her own, into the one mediation between God and men, which is the mediation of the man Christ Jesus. If she was the first to experience within herself the supernatural consequences of this one mediation, in the Annunciation she had been greeted as full of grace, then we must say that through this fullness of grace and supernatural life, she was especially predisposed to cooperation with Christ, the one mediator of human salvation. And such cooperation is precisely this mediation subordinated to the mediation of Christ. In Mary's case, we have a special and exceptional mediation based upon her fullness of grace which was expressed in the complete willingness of the handmaid of the Lord. In response to this interior willingness of his mother, Jesus Christ prepared her ever more completely to become for all people their mother in the order of grace. This is indicated, at least indirectly, by certain details noted by the synoptics, and still more so by the Gospel of John, Particularly eloquent in this regard are the words spoken by Jesus on the cross to Mary and John. After the events of the resurrection and ascension, Mary entered the upper room together with the apostles to await Pentecost, and was present there as the mother of the glorified Lord. She was not only the one who advanced in her pilgrimage of faith and loyally persevered in her union with her son unto the cross, but she was also the handmaid of the Lord, left by her son as mother in the midst of the infant church. Behold your mother. Thus there began to develop a special bond between this mother and the church, for the infant church was the fruit of the cross and resurrection of her son. Mary, who from the beginning had given herself without reserve to the person and work of her son, could not but pour out upon the church from the very beginning her maternal self-giving. After her son's departure, her motherhood remains in the church as maternal mediation. Interceding for all her children, the mother cooperates in the saving work of her son, the Redeemer of the world. In fact, the Council teaches that the motherhood of Mary in the order of grace will last without interruption until the eternal fulfillment of all the elect. With the redeeming death of her son, the maternal mediation of the handmaid of the Lord took on a universal dimension, for the work of redemption embraces the whole of humanity. Thus there is manifested, in a singular way, the efficacy of the one and universal mediation of Christ between God and men. Mary's cooperation shares, in its subordinate character, in the universality of the mediation of the Redeemer, the one mediator. This is clearly indicated by the Council in the words quoted above. For, the text goes on, taken up to heaven, she did not lay aside the saving role, but by her manifold acts of intercession 
continues to win for us gifts of eternal salvation. With this character of intercession, first manifested at Cana in Galilee, Mary's mediation continues in the history of the Church and the world. We read that Mary, by her maternal charity, cares for the brethren of her Son, who still journey on earth, surrounded by dangers and difficulties, until they are led to their happy homeland. In this way, Mary's motherhood continues unceasingly in the Church, as the mediation which intercedes. And the Church expresses her faith in this truth by invoking Mary under the titles of Advocate, Auxiliatrix, Adjutrix, and Mediatrix. Consecration to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary Most lovable and adorable Jesus, who suffered your passion to save us, I adore your ever-glorified heart, you who willed, though being God, to submit in all things to Mary, your Holy Mother. In spite of my littleness and my poor love, I desire to respond to the immense love of your Sacred Heart, so as to unite myself ever more closely with you, I turn to this incomparable Mother, whom you have given to me. I consecrate myself to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, so as better to belong to you. I greet you, O Mary, Immaculate Virgin, Queen of Heaven and Earth, sure refuge of the sinner I am. Hail Mary, beloved Daughter of the Father, Mother of the Son, faithful spouse of the Holy Spirit. Secure in your hands, I renew my baptismal promises, and through you I give myself entirely to Jesus Christ, my King, my Saviour and my God. I choose you today with joy as my Mother and my Queen, and I entrust to you my life and my soul. I want to love you and to make you loved, to serve you and to receive from you every grace, so that you can make me worthy of Jesus. Incomparable Mother, to this end give me the grace to be amongst those whom you teach, lead and protect. To be worthy of these privileges, I promise to go to confession regularly, to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, to observe the commandments of God, to pray every day and to recite the Rosary, to be a source of unity through a great love for the Pope, the bishops and the priests, and through fidelity to the faith. Help me to flee from sin. Protect me from selfishness, lies, impurities, and all harm. Make me so perfect an imitator of Christ that I can, through your intercession and your example, come to resemble him in all things. And since I belong to you, O my mother, keep me and defend me, now and at the hour of my death. Amen. Amen.